A Weekend with Jason Dacey Replay from Money FM 89.3. This is part two of our career segment with Adrian Chu, the career strategist. Adrian, we're talking about my portfolio career, and uh, we've before the song, we were discussing, you know, some of the things that I've learned, you know, and you were, you, you actually took over the mic and uh, you did a very good job as a host. Thanks a lot. So I'm going to try and add on to that. This is uh, five things that helped me in my first year of a portfolio career. This was after I left my full-time job and really changed directions, you know, in my mid to late 50s. So five things that helped me in my first year include picking up new skills. And we did touch on that earlier on, that I think whenever we do take, uh, you know, start a new chapter, it's very important that there is a freshness about it. And the skills that I learned was working here in radio and, and learning the technical side of radio, you know, doing podcasting, but also other stuff, um, working as a digital consultant uh, for websites. So the learning process never stops. And I think that's important because it can feel stale if we're just repeating the same thing yeah, over and right. over again. That's right. Was it easy picking up new skills? Uh, yeah, it was fairly easy because I had an interest in it. I think it's important to have an interest in it, whether it's uh, you know something related to your profession or whether it's something completely different. Yeah. As long as we have that interest, I think it's, it is easy, isn't it? When we like what we're doing. That's true. That's true. And I think it also helps that these are actually adjacent skills, what yes. you were previously doing, right? Yes. Adjacent skills are very important. In fact, that rolls on to... Point number two, five things that helped me in my first year of portfolio career, fresh approach and application to old skills. And this could be something like TV presenting, which I can do and I've done for many years, but you have to do it in a different format, Uh, for example, for digital. So it may be that you can't speak as long. You have to be a lot very precise. You know, you have to say something in 30 seconds instead of three minutes. And this is something where you've got already got a skill in this field, but you're applying it in a different way. Imagine if I said, look, and I've seen this happen, believe it or not. I've seen TV hosts who love the sound of their own voice doing stuff on digital. And they said, look, I can't cut it down to two minutes. I'm going to put out 11 minutes and no one watches it. So you've got to adapt. So you've got to adapt these skills that are familiar, but in today's world. Yeah. But it's not easy doing that either, right? Because you that would entail you being very open and very uh, flexible and uh, adaptable, right? Yes. And it's hard, you know, when you get older and uh, we all are set in our own ways, but we, we like to do something. And I think that was a challenging thing about my old job was that I had many skills within journalism and within broadcasting that were no longer really relevant. Wow. And I was managed by a guy that uh, was a kind of an older millennial or a young Gen X. So he was 15 years at least younger than me and didn't have the same journalistic, well-rounded uh, approach to me, but he was very good in a niche area, digital, in within, you know, working quickly within digital. And, and all the other stuff within journalism, again, didn't apply so much. Of course, it's still important to have judgment and being able to, you know, look at a story and think about different ways of illustrating that story, whether it's video and audio, whatever else. But he was very good in the niche side and he was better than I was because he was young and he was a millennial. But that's, again, a lot of people have to deal with that as if they're an older worker. Yeah. But one thing I like about what you're saying now is that you're focusing a lot on skills. And in terms of, because when you were looking out for new roles, you weren't looking out for jobs. You were looking at, for, for instance, who would employ, who would need my skills that I have? 
Yes. And it's really great that even when the first time we met, you were very conscious of what skills you had, what were your skills you were really good at, and what were the skills you loved doing. Mm. So uh, I think that really helped along the way, that you were very self-aware. And I think that was wonderful uh, in terms of uh, helping yourself to pivot. Yeah, I think you're right. And I, I think one thing that has been in my favour is I was always very hands-on in the content field. Yes. And not everybody of my age who've had 40 years in media I like that. They, they may have been 20 years since they did anything hands-on. Yeah, yeah. They may be a lot richer than me because they've had a lot of big uh, management jobs, but you can lose these skills. And I, I got a friend, actually, he's one of the bosses at uh, one of the networks in Australia, and I'm not convinced that his skills are as sharp as they might be, uh, you know, might have been, say, 20 years ago because he hasn't done that kind of work for a long time. Um, so I'm grateful that I've had that hands-on experience in recent years. And that I think a lot of people of my vintage or older – need to make sure that they are still good at the hands-on stuff. Yeah, It's like a mechanic, right? If yeah, you become right. the head of BMW and, and you're a mechanic and you don't know how to be a mechanic anymore, <laughs> it's not good, is it? Yeah, not everything is like riding a bike, right? It's, yeah. yeah, not everything. You, get, you do get rusty. Yeah, you, you do don't... get rusty. You do get rusty. Yeah, so it, it's nice that... Uh, and, and the best thing about it right now for yourself, I can see, is that you're really enjoying yourself. Yes, yes. I really enjoy the variety of work that I've yes, done, correct. you know, and I, you can see, you know, the sparkle in my eye when I, when I head to India and I'm hosting this event and whatever else. So with Adrian Chu, the uh, career strategist, talking about five things that helped me in my first year of portfolio career. Point number three, people are more important than title or status. And this is a good one because I think quite often when you're in a big company, uh, people look at your title and look at your status. And that was my frustration in previous jobs where you're not high enough for someone to talk to you. Or Yeah, that's right. Have you found that? Especially in Asia, right? Mm. It's, uh, and, and, then, and as a result, you see a lot of young people with very inflated titles. Like, mm. wow, this guy is a CEO. He's only t- 28 or something, right? So, yeah, that's right. So, titles don't really uh, matter to us, but it does matter within the Asian context especially. It does. It does. And it infuriated me. As I mentioned, you know, a couple of jobs ago, I was a vice president. And then I was in a lower position in, in the next job. And some people, because I was in the lower position, wouldn't even talk to me on the you know, org chart because they would just go to the person above me, especially if you're in an international company. And it's very frustrating because I don't want to say, look, I was a vice president before. I'm the same person. I still have the same knowledge. <laughs> I, I've got this. Actually, you're right. It's, it's the same person. It's the same knowledge. It's the same knowledge. It's you a know? different title. Yes. So this is one thing that I would say for people when they are older and they are going into positions within companies just to be mindful about how much your voice will be listened to if you go into a lower position and how you can handle that. Yeah, that's right. Have you spoken to other people like that? Yes, that's right. Uh, and I've spoken to a lot of younger folks as well uh, who struggle with that. So, mm-hmm. And one of the other interesting things as well, as a side, as a side note, is uh, companies, like American companies seem to have fancier titles than British or European companies. Mm. So you may have a director in, from an American company when he switches, switches a job and joins a European company, suddenly it's a manager. Yes, so uh, it, it, it affects them as well. Mm. But, uh, and, and it does affect their career trajectory in, in down the road. But, so these are things you need to be aware of. But you're absolutely right. You know, it's, it's, it's important. It does matter. Yes. Yeah. It does matter. And, and this is one thing. Having a portfolio career, in a way, that kind of goes out the window. That's right. In fact, uh, it doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't matter anymore. No more, no more, corporate, uh, no more corporate stuff. And, mm. and, and it's just, just you, the quality of service that you deliver the happy customers that you have. Yes, yes. So I prefer that. I think I like the simplicity of that. Uh, Of course, you know, if you have to, you can get dressed up in a suit and go to a boardroom and, you know, everyone can have a PowerPoint and all that. But 
to me, it's more important. Let's get beneath the surface and find out the quality of the person there yeah. rather than the title, right? That's right. And let's just get stuff done, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Let's get stuff done. All right. Point number four, five things that helped me in my first year of portfolio career. Money isn't everything when you've planned wisely. How many people are stuck in their job because of money? Oh, I can tell you this. Almost 80% <laughs> you mm. talk about it. It's, it's very seductive. And if, especially you're right. If you're not, if you're not planning it properly, uh, you will lose the, you'll miss the forest for the trees. Yes, you're right. You're right. And I think we can get suckered in by that cre- company credit card, staying at five-star hotels, oh, flying yeah. on good airlines, yeah. corporate lounges at airports. And everything that goes on with that, you know, I, I didn't really work much in that sales area, but I did a bit and I did enough to see it can be very intoxicating and enticing. But at the end of the day, how much is it going to matter when you're 60 or 70 years old and you're thinking, I was in that job for so many years and I didn't really like it? Yeah. In fact, I do see people, uh, some, some of my clients, they, at, at, in their early 50s and uh, they hate their job. They're, they're saying, I just have to be in this job because I need the money. I need the money. Mm. And, but when we sit down and do the numbers and you realize that, hey, actually, I have more than enough money right now that I need. Yes. And then suddenly, it's very liberating. And they go, hey, I can actually quit my job today and, and, and do charity work and I can still live very nicely for the next 30 years. Mm. So why, why am I just killing myself on this job? So sometimes, it's exactly right. It's not about the money. It's about what you do, the difference you make. Exactly. And I can remember, you know, in a, in a job where I had a bit of a sick feeling in my stomach after about six months. I'm like, oh, I have to go to work today. And I'm like, okay, this is something I have to do for now, but I'm in a plan for my next step. And I'm going to make the uh, financial steps that the position I'm in today, in portfolio career. And I like what you mentioned earlier about uh, about being wise about money as well. It's not just about how much you earn, it's about how much you save, how much you invest, how much you keep, and how much you give away in yes. terms of uh, to charities and stuff like that, right? Mm. So you have to be wise. So one thing I always tell my clients especially is, is if you're in your 40s and you're planning for retirement, don't go out and buy this BM7 or 5 Series which is going to set you back by $300,000. It's a $300K debit off your, off your retirement fund. Mm. You think about it. Yeah. So yeah, get a, take a taxi, get a grab. Oh, yeah, get the MRT. <laughs> the MRT is best, right? <laughs> well, you're, you're 10 years younger than I am, Adrian. And uh, you know, that's significant. I, I can remember when I was laid off when I was about your age, maybe a bit younger, <clears throat> and it was a really big thing. It, it, was, it, was, it was tough, tough to take. But when it happens when you're in your mid-50s, late-50s, it's a lot easier because, especially if you've planned financially yeah, in the right. right way. That's right. Because, I don't know, something happens when you pass 55, you just think about things in a different fashion. Things that mattered when you were 40, 45 don't matter anymore. Exactly. That's where I always tell my clients, you know, uh, your definition of career success changes over the time. So when you're young, you're driving for titles, you're driving for money, you're driving for the corner office. But no one's hit 50s. Hopefully, you've, if you've done all your planning right, your financial, your career planning right, you can just sit, sit, sit back, uh, take on a less uh, uh, stressful job. Even if the money isn't that great, it doesn't really matter. But uh, just finding a purpose, finding meaning in your work and going to work happy. Because when you're in your 50s, the last thing you want to do is to wake up crummy in the morning and go, oh, shucks, I've got to go to work today. Yeah, and right. it's, it's not good for your health either. You know, we see people in their 50s having health issues yeah. and stress is related to that. Yeah, so they should take a leap from your page, you know. Just uh, take a leap 
and jump mm. in and suddenly a portfolio career is really exciting. Lots of people are doing it right now. Yeah, look, so many are. Because of the way the employment uh, is changing and there are fewer jobs, especially in media where I work, there just isn't the number of jobs that there were, say, a decade or a decade and a half ago. When I first arrived in Singapore almost 20 years ago, so many media jobs, everyone was getting jobs in pay TV. Oh, but yeah. those yeah. jobs, probably a quarter or, or a fifth of the number of jobs as there were in, say, 2000, 2001. So it's changed a lot. Okay, point number five, five things that helped me in my first year of my portfolio career with Adrian Chu, mentor and help others who need it. And this is something that you've touched on before, Adrian. It's very important to really give back uh, because it, not just because you're helping others, but it makes you feel good. That's right. And it's, it's, it's giving back to society to the people at large and, uh, and also in a way you're nurturing the next level of, uh, of, of, of people who are in your industry as well. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, you know, I, sometimes it'll just be random. You'll meet people that you kind of, you know, take a shining to, you like them, you can see something of yourself in that person yeah. and you want to try and help them and, and push them along because you've been there, you know, 30 years ago, 35 years ago, I was in that same position. Yeah. So I won't help people that um, don't help themselves. I'll only help people that are willing to put in the work and show me they're determined. There are so many people who are lazy, young people out there that are lazy. They want things spoon-fed to them. I'm not going to help those. Yeah. And and in one year that I've known you, uh, worked with you, and I've seen a lot of people you've mentored along the way, and uh, you've helped their careers along the way as well. I think that's wonderful. Try to. Yeah, I've tried to. You can't help everyone. But, uh, you know, it it just makes a big difference just to listen to someone. You know that as, as a career coach, just listening can do a lot for someone uh, and you know it's almost like you're hearing what they're going through and you you, know, you can say oh yeah I went through that as well and then once they know that you went through that and, you, and you've been quote unquote successful then they know it's okay Excellent that's why uh, I think uh, it's, it's been an exciting journey for you hasn't it? It has been an exciting journey and uh, you know I'm sure there's going to be more twists and turns uh, and as I mentioned in the previous segment not everything pans out as you expect there aren't always successes and sometimes you do work and you don't get paid for it or you're having chasing money. You know, that always happens in a portfolio career. So that's one thing I'd say is set up very good payment systems. Work with people that you trust. Yeah. Don't work with people that aren't going to pay you. Yes. And uh, if you need to collect money, you just give me a call. I'll, collect. <laughs> I run, I'll run a debt agency for you. Believe years. it or not, those debt agencies, debt collection agencies are extremely successful and extremely popular. And, we, and having launched my portfolio career 12 months ago with Cockatoo Media, I can see why. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's that's the thing, and 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 then running your own business once again new skill sets, new muscles, uh, accounts receivable collection is one of those new muscles that uh, as as a business owner you probably need to focus on as well because it affects your cash flow. That's right? true. That's true. You got to be organized. That's another thing. The last thing I'll say is uh, get your invoices out. Make sure you invoice you know promptly if you have an admin person. Make sure they're across it. Uh, very very important because and have discipline when it comes to invoicing. When it comes to chasing up payment and putting out tenders and, and proposals, be disciplined about it because it will pay off. Yeah, and I really love what you've done uh, in terms of uh, shifting over into a portfolio career mode because right now, uh, and, and I hate to say it, but there is a lot of ageism in the market. Mm. And if you're in your 50s, sometimes when if you decide to exit your organization, uh, new companies, companies are a bit uh, reserved in terms of wanting to hire someone whom they perceive as older. So I think it's best sometimes that you actually may want to consider uh, for our listeners out there to think about portfolio career and uh, to be independent, to have your own brand, to chart your own destiny 
and be in charge of your own career rather than be, uh, uh, be, be part of a bigger machinery like what you said earlier. Yeah, get your own voice. You know, have a voice that's your voice and make sure that you speak loudly and clearly. Yeah. So, Adrian, let me recap five things that uh, helped me in my first year of portfolio career. Number one, I tried to pick up new skills. Number two, fresh approach and application to old skills. So I'm fitting in with technology. Number three, people are more important than title or status. Number four, money isn't everything when you've planned wisely. And number five, mentor and help others who need it. So uh, really enjoyed these uh, segments today. Thank you so much, Adrian. Always a pleasure coming in, talking to you. And do look out for him on LinkedIn. Of course, he is our career strategist, Adrian Chu.